so many people think that there is this fundamental evil or negativity in the world and that's why we do stupid things or that's why we hurt people or hurt ourselves. And I would counter that by saying, is that even the right question? That things are good or bad? Maybe that's not the right question. Maybe the right question is, is whatever we think is bad the final facts of a situation or a story? And I think if we ask that question, is this the final facts of my story? The answer would be no. Or at least it doesn't have to be the final facts. So if it's not the final fact, then that means everything's fluid. And that's where I'm going to come to with this music then in, in a second here. But since things are fluid, we need to know where can they go? That's way more important than where have they been? Where can this go? So many people get stuck in life because they don't like where they're coming from. You know? And really, right now, we're all in the same time and place in this room, but we're all coming from different places. So I think I'm in, I'm in a good place, but somebody else might think, no, I'm in a bad place because I'm coming from a bad place. It's way more important, though, to have a sense of where you're going or where you want to go than where you've been. Where you've been is over and gone. It's the past. People might be coming from a great place, but they're about to go to a negative place, emotionally or spiritually or psychologically. So what does it matter that once upon a time they were in a good place? Someone might have been rich in the past, but now they're headed for total bankruptcy and homelessness. Don't you think they'd rather have been coming from bankruptcy and heading toward wealth? <laughs> you know what I mean? So it's not really important where we're coming from. It's much more important to have a sense of where we want to go to. And I think this starts to give a different perspective on the idea of things being fundamentally good or bad. Here's the metaphor. Let's say I'm from another planet, and I come here to Earth, and I see a violin, an instrument that they don't have in my world. And I don't even know it's an instrument, but I want to know what it is and what it's for. So if I ask, what is this thing? What does it do? Whether you played it or not, you know something about it. It plays music. Okay, what's music? Sound. Where might I find this sound? In an orchestra, okay. So that's a large group of people playing music. You use a bow as opposed to like striking it with a pick. A sustained sound? Nobody has said that it is a torture device for making screeching <laughs> sounds. <laughs> Now, if I took this violin and I said, okay, if that's what it's for and that's what it does, show me. Who will be able to do that? Then I'll be there. <laughs> so the probability of that instrument doing what most of us said it's, it does and it's for, the probability of actually doing that is very low. And more than making that sound, it makes the other sound, which is what? screeching, even for the one person out of a thousand or a million that can do it the way we're describing, so many others cannot. And even when one can do that, they probably have a lot longer history of not doing it that way. Right? 
for the person who plays it, and we say they play it beautifully in the way we describe. It's sustained and classical and it's in an orchestra. They probably had a long period of time where it made the screeching sound. And yet, we still don't say that that's what it's for. Right? Why? Because what are we thinking about when we think about what, a, what it means to be a violin? What do we think about when we think, when we contemplate its purpose? We think about the good, what it could be. Not what it probably will be, or not what it has been, but what it could be. So we need to do the same thing with our own life. Not about what we have done or have been, but what we could be. What we have the potential to do. You see what I'm saying? That's what I think about when people ask me, is there really bad in the world? Is there really evil? We think about the potential. Our eyes are closing every second, but we say we're awake. We say we're, we're paying attention, we're watching. So we think about the positive intuitively, instinctively. We think about the positive side of life. The potential for good, the potential for healing, the potential for success and happiness, peace. And stay focused on that. You'll find that even though we've made lots of mistakes, the mistakes are what make success possible. The mistakes are what help us move forward. If you think of a river, a river has boundaries, banks. But those limitations that are imposed on the river make it go forward towards something grander, the ocean or the sea. When there's no banks, then the river is what? A lake. Then it's stagnant. You impose limitations, and then it goes forward. So we don't like that we're getting pushed and boxed and squeezed and pressured. But then what? You pop out of your comfort zone and you go forward and you go towards something bigger and better. And without that, we won't change. We won't grow. We won't evolve. We won't get you know, to experience that end. So, we tend to judge things. That's our habit. That's most people's habit that we're trying to break out of when we're becoming more mindful. I'm going to play you a series of chords. Chords are three or more notes played at the same time. A note is like when you strike a key on a piano and it gives you one tone. When you do multiple keys, three or more, you get a chord. On the guitar, it's by pressing a string down at one of these metal bars, which are called frets, and that gives you different notes. You can play up to six at once because there's six strings. So I'm going to play different chords, and I want you to interpret the mood, to find descriptive words to describe what it sounds like, okay? So we'll start with that chord. I'll play that again. How would you describe that? Cheerful, joy, happy, content, right? All right, here's a different chord. Suspenseful, drama. Moodier, though, than the other one? A little more somber, maybe? 
Here's the first one. Second one. A little western in there, a little high noon saloon. <laughs> little Clint Eastwood. And how about this one? Do you think it sounds more positive than the other one? Do you think it sounds brighter than the than the last one? Okay. And one more. Okay, darker, sadder, maybe, moodier. So these colors or these chords paint our emotions. They help express emotion. But life is rarely neatly happy and content and neatly sad and depressing. It's usually a combination of stuff. There are things that are positive in our life and there are painful things and it's all happening together. So artists have to combine these sounds to try to get the more complex experience that we have with human emotion. So we could take a, a chord like this which we said was sadder. And we take a brighter chord like this, and we can put them together and mix them together and play them at the same time. And then tell me what you think it sounds like. Is it more complex than? Yeah. It's a little confusing. <laughs> it's a little like uh, melancholia or something. You know, it's a little bit like that fall back to school sort of sad. <laughs> Anyways, here's the sound. It's a little bit different than all these other ones that I've uh, shared with you. Tell me what this one sounds like. Does it sound like anything? Like I never played the guitar before? <laughs> Car accident, yeah. or <laughs> yeah, something like that. I said, I, I kind of thought it sounded nasty, nasty. and tense, yeah. chaotic. Yeah. It does sound wrong. When I first heard, it, I'm like, that's nothing. When my guitar, I'm like, that's just like hitting the guitar anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he's like, well, you know, there's certain applications for it. You'll learn it later. And later in life, I saw jazz musicians using this chord a lot, but I wasn't hearing anything like what we described. So I was curious because I was wondering, how are they able to insert this into their music, but I'm not feeling that same feeling that I had when I first heard it by itself. And what I realized was that Music isn't just isolated notes or chords. What is music? Music is a flow. Music is like um, an amount of time. There's a time has to pass and things happen over time and all that together becomes the piece of music or the song. You can't take one note and have a song. I can't just play this and that be twinkle twinkle little star. But... If I go a little further, we start to hear it as twinkle, twinkle, little star. But I need time. If I take just one of those notes out, it's not the song. It's nothing. It's not 
it's not part of the, the whole anymore. So when I remove it, I'm not really uh, looking at it in the right way. So when I hear that sound, by itself, I experience what we described. But when I hear it in the context of the music, it becomes something greater. So I'll play this chord again by itself, and then I'll play it in the context of a piece of music and we'll see if, if, it, if we experience it differently. So by itself, and now in the context of a sequence of chords, which means a succession of, of, of sounds. Play it again a different way. It's the second one. Now how does it sound? Well, what happened to the nastiness? What happened to the chaos? What happened to the tension? Where did it go? I'm playing the same thing I played. The only difference is I'm adding something before and after. Right? Isn't that weird that if I add something after this nasty thing, it no longer sounds that way? So something in the future can make what I'm experiencing in the present feel different. I don't have that chord yet in my life. I don't have that next sound. And therefore, I just focus on this experience and I say, it sucks. So what does that mean for our life? Like I was saying before, it doesn't matter so much where you're coming from, but where is it going? Where can it go? So this is all about seeing the bigger picture. That's what we mean by seeing the bigger picture. When I just play the isolated chord, that's the small picture. And I can make it seem like this music is terrible. But that's not music. That's not real life. Real life is a flow. Real life is not a moment. Real life is a larger context. So if I just want to play that chord by itself, we can create all kinds of unpleasantness. But if I put it back into the context of the whole, we'll see that it fits right in there. And that's what it's like with life, too. In our mind, we try to dissect our life by extracting a particular experience or mistake or event, and then we judge it. And we say, this sucks, and I'm stuck here. And then it's like a broken record. The music doesn't flow, it just stays in that one spot. And playing that, that sound over and over, yeah, we feel like it's pretty ugly. So our task is to take a wider view, to get more perspective, and sometimes to give time. Music takes time. I don't know what's going to happen in the music when I'm first hearing it until enough time passes. Similarly, I have to give myself time before I decide to judge. So let life unfold, but be invested in where it can go to. You know, so you're co-authoring this music. You're doing it with nature. Nature's giving you some tools to work with, and you're using them to decide how you're going to respond and where this can go. And then see what it all means. And that's probably already happened for you with the, with the further past. Enough has transpired where you can look back on some unpleasant situation and understand, understand it in a different light. Like a relationship that didn't work out or a job that didn't work out. With enough passage of time, it makes sense to you. 
you're okay with it not having worked out. So we just need more perspective. And once we have that perspective, the experience will be totally different. And it works in reverse. it's cool to actually see how our mind makes things different. Playing the same thing twice, I have two totally different experiences, but the same exact sound is there in both. What a trip that what I'm going to add in the future will change your perception about what you're experiencing in the present. But that's the case for a lot of things. I might be delayed only to learn that I avoided something, something hazardous. I may lose an opportunity or door may close only to find that a new door has opened up that's a better path for me. No way to know until the story unfolds a little bit more. So our job is to be invested in carrying our situation, our story forward and not getting too fixated on what happened in the earlier chapters. Imagine reading a book and only reading one chapter over and over. Chapter two is all I read in the book. I mean, how can you say if it's a good story or not? (laughs) You can't, right? But that's what we do with our own life. I'm just so pissed off about what happened in chapter two, I don't want to read or write anymore. So, if you got something like that in your story, you got the beginning of a great novel. Because something that makes you want to read it again and again and again and again means something really fascinating happened, something really intense, some, something dramatic. And that's uh, the foundation of a really good book, a really good story. That's what we would seek out for a movie or for you know, a book that we'd like to enjoy. You don't want it to be boring, right? But we want our life to be boring. That's what's so interesting to me. (laughs) I don't want anything to change. I just want it to all be easy peasy. Can you imagine getting a video game where nothing happens and you just kind of like trot to the finish line? (laughs) How long would you play that game? There's no challenge. There's no nothing to figure out. No mistakes. No obstacles. So, hopefully that helps put things in a little more perspective.